Welcome, everybody, to the Of Saints and Sinners podcast. This is episode, I believe it's going to be 48. If you've been rocking with us for 48 episodes, we want to say thank you. But you are here with none other than Deacon Dev, and I am joined by your host with the most, Mr. Lord and Tailored himself. Yo. EJ. What is going on, brother? Man, we are back. Another day. Yeah. Well, I meant like New York is back. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, like, if never before, here we we are. We reached 70%. The whole state. Isn't that something? Yeah. A milestone. Congratulations, New York. We knew you'd do it. Yeah. I mean, we had been doing it last summer. Remember last summer? Yo, oh my everybody gosh. was like... 125th? They yeah, were like, out and about. And them numbers were high last summer. I mean, they weren't that high during the, like, in the middle of the oh, summer. Well they, were okay. well, they were going down because of the heat, but like, right. you know, they, but still. There was, there was no vaccine last summer. <laughs> there was no... No, no. Like, I remember... There was no, there was no immediate hope. No, none. It was just like it was like okay, well the numbers are down because of the heat, right? <laughs> like it's not it's not flu season or like cold season, but, but no, it was. But we did get introduced to uh, outdoor dining, which yo yes, bro. Like some of the most creative things. I, like, I mean, the street dining. Yeah, that was the, that um, was amazing. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the um, the projects that were like created a little. The things in the street, uh, you know, over from the bike lane. I mean, people really came out of the woodwork and mm-hmm. they got, you know, they got creative with what they needed to do in this particular situation. And I, uh, I, I love it. Well, I'm just really glad that I hope I, I'm really glad that one, New York is coming back. But two, I was really excited that they introduced like the whole outdoor dining concept. Like, it's, it's, Obviously, restaurants have been doing outdoor seating for a very long time. But, like, to be out in the street and, like, closing off streets to make it more pedestrian-friendly and stuff like that. Like, I hope that – I hope that's more of a summertime thing and and is a little bit more citywide for all the subsequent summers from here on out. Because that's really nice. Like, I love being able to be outdoors and seeing other people, like, enjoy the outdoors with me, in a sense, you know. Um, you you get that in a lot of other cities around the world, where they, like, close off a lot of streets um, and make them a lot more pedestrian-friendly, particularly during the summertime, or at least that I've seen. And I think that would be really nice to have uh going forward um maybe not necessarily having like the uh the houses that they've built in the middle of the street you know that could go away for especially during the summertime but i would love to see more uh pedestrian seating um during the summer like the way that they had it on 116th um Uh You know, between 115th and basically 117th, that was really nice on Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was really yeah. cool. Um, you talking about the, um, the, um, the out when they were in the street, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, it was yeah. like last September-ish. Yeah, and like you can put more like yeah, yeah. music out there, like yeah, all that yeah, stuff is yeah. possible, you know. Um, and not just like a street fair, like the way that they have it now, where it's just like, oh yeah, we're closing off like 10 blocks so that people can go see like the same food over and over and over again with like the Italian sausages and the arepas and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I want I want my I want variety in my streets, you know. But um yeah, man. Happy, happy it's summertime once again in, in the greatest city in the world. Yeah. And so funny, um, I think yesterday, um, was it Cuomo? He lifted all restrictions on New York. The entire state. Yeah. Yeah. Which, good for upstate. I know, yeah. I, I'm sure, I'm sure upstate was like, when is the city going to get with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, the majority of the state lives here, or I won't say the majority of the state, but a good portion of the state's population is centered here in the city. So, like, if you have an entire state lockdown and you're waiting for the entire state to get to 70%, that means a good portion of it is just you waiting for, like, the city to get somewhere near, like, 50 60%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not going to take that long to 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 vaccinate all of like yonkers or like saratoga springs you know yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. the numbers are just so much less yeah yeah maybe yonkers i mean most of the downstate is what i should say they we, most mm-hmm. of people live downstate not so much upstate but right right oh uh, yeah yeah well let's... i mean so, well, it's so funny my job well i mean um I don't know when you're at uh, you go to blink. Um, mm. Do you guys still have to wear masks? Um, I was wearing a mask and like I saw some people wearing masks and some people not. I think it's kind of like, yeah, if you have a if you, I mean, I don't know how they even check this, but I guess it's yeah. by the honor system. If you have yeah, the vaccine, yeah. you go in there, you know, you can not have your mask on. I was, I recently just got back into the gym. Um, so you know, I had my mask on and I'm vaccinated. I think it's more so, I, I don't think of the gym as a clean place to begin with. So uh-huh. like, you know, that's part of the reason why I was keeping the mask on. But, you know, I think at some point I will feel comfortable enough to go to go in there and just like not have the mask on. But, yeah. But we'll see. Maybe I'll get one of those more athletic masks and just wear those, especially like during the winter. Like, I just don't see how I, I mean, during the winter, I just don't see how I'm going to get on a train that's hella crowded and like <laughs> not put on a mask. Like, yeah, yeah. I know it's so weird. I know I'm going to be looked. I know people are going to look at me weird. Like, why are you still wearing a mask? There's no pandemic. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to breathe the same. I don't want to breathe the shit that you guys are breathing out. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's like I can't even imagine being so close to someone breathing their air anymore. Yeah. And the fact that we were doing that, it doesn't mean it was nasty. It was just like we really lived a different life Mm -hmm. before this whole thing started. Yep. You know, like. I mean, everybody was always kind of like, don't just touch poles because, you know, 
somebody could have sneezed on their hand. But it's like now it's really serious. Like, do not touch this pole. Yeah, I'm not touching. It's like, that. yeah, like there's a whole virus out here. People, people are dying for real, for real. So I mean, just as there's so many more things that I'm aware of than I just probably wasn't before this all happened. Um, I brought up about the gym because my job is half gym, half hotel. They just lifted our mandate yesterday. Oh wow! And it's like this whole it's so it, this whole honor system. Like, yeah, if you're vaxxed, you don't have to do it. But it's like they're not checking. How the so, thing is, you know, because of um, HIPAA, which is like the the laws that govern um the use of like medical data and stuff like you can't i don't know that you can actually force someone to to tell you whether or not they're vaccinated right you know right um and so i think that's that's the tricky part about all of this like yeah we are going off of the honor system but people there are some people that are just not honorable so you know, you just get your vaccine, y'all. Just get the vaccine. And yeah, at this point, you know, I personally haven't heard any other than maybe somebody having a bad reaction because of something that that they've got um have going on with them. Mm-hmm. I have not heard any negative stories about it. I mean, no, not one thing. So I don't know what any hesitation would be at this point. I personally know people who are just really just fighting it for whatever reason i don't know if that yeah. it's like they're woke or something you know like i know people missing out on money because they won't get it really like okay should i be saying this mm, i'll just say i know singers who are missing out on money because the certain uh church that they work for is they are requiring it to come back or like to just be a part of the ministry you know i guess it's like a good Go ahead. You want to say something? No, I was about to sneeze. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I mean, they're, they're pretty much missing on, they're missing out on money that they could be making because they feel like, oh, I don't want to get that for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I get the hesitancy at first, like in December, January, or whatever, but come on, we're in June. I know, I know. I, I, have, I mean, I have family members who aren't, uh, who aren't, going to take it at least nine times soon uh, it's like the the thing that i love hearing people say is i'm not in a rush to get it i'm like at this point you're just not you're choosing not to get you just it. Like, doing it like, yeah it, it was it was one thing to say that when when like it first came out right but like after a certain point it's kind of like you're either getting it or you're not and you don't want to get it. And it's okay to just say, I don't feel comfortable getting it, you know? Yeah. So it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the people who don't get it and, like, what happens with any sort of mandates or anything like that. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm still nervous because I am going to Jamaica in August. Now, the last time I checked, so this is June. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm let's say April, I was looking at the requirements, you know, to going, you know, traveling to Jamaica. Yeah. And they were saying, you have to have, you know, you have to have a COVID. I know when you went away too, you have to provide a, a negative result. Right. Did, did yes. you have to do that before you went away? Yes. yes. When so, I went to so, uh, St. Croix. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, dang, like, I know I'm vaccinated and everything, but it's like, I wonder if I'm being too lax. Because they're saying the vaccine just, what I, my understanding is that it just provides, uh, it, it gives you, um, like, you're not going to get deathly sick from it. Right. right. But it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean you won't get it. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm vaxxed. Like, should I be a little more diligent in making sure I'm wearing masks? Because you never know. I can still get it, just not be, like, getting sick from it. And that can mess up, that can jeopardize my trip. Right. So I, I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to think about the best way to handle that, at least until I go. Now, when I come back, I'm not going to care. I'm not wearing the mask when I get back. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Like, per- personally, I just, you know, I'm on, on the train, obviously, but not, if I don't have to wear it, I'm just not going to. Yeah, but, yeah, I hear you. What, I mean, my, I'm personally only probably going to wear it in, like, the gym and the train. Um Mm-hmm. you know and obviously like places where they're like oh yeah we we still want you to wear a mask fine i'm likely going to be bringing my mask everywhere i go just in case you know i still am conscious of the fact that like there are people who aren't vaccinated and you can get it from them and even if you are vaccinated you know you could you could possibly carry it and still spread it i mean the likelihood is of it that happening is slim to none slim to none if you're vaccinated so you know i'm not i'm very much aware that like it'll take time for that for like the idea of like catching and passing on coronavirus will (laughs) ease off of us um so i'm like is i'm like the opposite i'm not in a rush to not wear the mask like right. at, okay at this point for me it's like just kind of become a part of the daily routine and and it's like why why are we in such a rush to do something that's actually looked at as a good for society you know like hey wear this mask so you don't spread illness and people are like nah <laughs> yeah yeah of course <laughs> Um, it's so interesting like yo I don't know if I said this on here before but like I'll watch a movie from like the 90s and because our minds are so conditioned now I'm like yo why don't I have no masks on or like look how close they are Mm -hmm. and just like our minds are so conditioned now it's been what 15 months since this all went down man Mm -hmm. oh god it's just so wild how um, and someone else posted it on Facebook showing like how life used to be before COVID. And I remember yeah. saying like, yo, we were really out here like in clubs, breathing on each other, mm-hmm. talking in each other's ear. Yep. Just, oh God. You want to know what my biggest fear was last summer? Um, it wasn't so much that I would get COVID from like being too close to somebody. I was just like, I don't know if these restaurants are doing a good job cleaning their utensils and like their glasses oh, and yeah. stuff. Like we, you know, like the same forks that I'm eating off of are the same forks that someone else ate off of, you know, and yeah. this isn't, this isn't a private home. This is like open to the public. There's tourists from all over yeah. the world coming here, you know, like putting their mouth on this stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, That's a great point. Yeah. You know, that was that was actually I was probably more nervous about catching it that way than I was 
about shaking someone's hand or yeah you know giving somebody a hug or just being too close to them you know yeah but those days are long behind us yeah and you know what's funny for us it's always gonna not always always but for the at least the next few years even when this all kind of passes away we're gonna be more um mindful Mm -hmm. of just doing any old thing any old where i mean honestly just the way we like i was i just said the way we used to live pre-covid that's not going to really be a thing for us going forward yeah yeah i mean yeah we'll always be conscious of it and but we'll have to suffer through whatever happens in the city because like i'm already seeing the trains now and like even before the, the restrictions were lifted like once the vaccine was kind of you know starting to make its way around and people were more comfortable being on the train i still see people packed in there like sardines like mm-hmm. that that two train oh yeah that two I don't even train get on is that. crazy to me yeah i don't even get on that like when it's coming through harlem coming downtown i'm like now i'll get on the three mm-hmm. i'm good i don't i don't, don't want to be so close i don't take it uptown i rarely take it uptown i don't take it downtown um you know it, it's just it first of all it's never empty like i have no i've never been on that train and not seen it packed you know yeah. even even when you go out to brooklyn like it doesn't start getting unpacked until maybe like your three maybe five stops in like you have to be a little bit past um Barclays Center before it starts mm-hmm. looking like oh to yeah. wind down yeah yeah and yeah. then going up oh to yeah the, yeah that's right because yeah yeah when and it then, goes to Eastern Parkway in Brooklyn yeah that's when it down. starts to kind of wind down but like coming uptown that thing yeah, doesn't get that. unpacked until you're like how many stops honestly are it's so deep honestly East one East 180th is when it starts to come down a little bit that's crazy to me. That is That's like well, I would say East 180th and then Gun Hill is like the final big stop. Yeah. And yeah. then then it's just like slim pickings after that. But yeah, man, that two train always just but and it comes from so far. Because mm-hmm. I'll be like even when I go to work, like sometimes some days I have to open. So I'll be on the train like 5 30. Even yeah. then, yep. Packed. Because you got all those construction workers coming from the Bronx. They're going to Midtown. Yep. Construction workers, nurses, people who work in um, in healthcare, you know, mm-hmm. like all those people. Like, I mean, for those of you who don't know, who don't live in New York, you should know that the Bronx is, the Bronx is, I think, on average, probably in terms of like income, I think the poorest uh, of the five boroughs. I believe. Uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Bronx doesn't have that area yet where it's uh, like, oh, this is where the affluent, this, this is where the oh, affluent no. people live. Oh, no. They yes, don't they do. That. What do you mean? They're so where, bro. What's out? What's out? Okay, Devin. That's not. That, what, do you, what do you mean? That's not like in the history books. That's not a thing. That's oh, in like the, the history last books. Week. I thought you were talking about. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. His, history no, no. wise, no, they don't have it, but it's. It's, it's, it's up and coming. Now. It's, yeah, 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 it's there. But 
Yeah, it's just not like, oh, these people have been here. Like, this is the area that you move to when you go to the Bronx. It's very yeah. much like the new kid on the block on, you know, when it comes to the uh, area building, whatever, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, for gentrification. It's, it's, the yeah, latest, yeah. it's the latest borough to really catch that wave. Um, yeah. And so, so I, I'm saying all this to say, like, you know, this, the, the, the neighborhood's been neglected and it's kind of like where they put the the borough it's in itself has been historically neglected like there's literally they talk about how the bronx was burning because at one point i believe in the Mm -hmm. the 70s and 80s all of these owners of these properties were just literally burning their properties down to the ground because the property was not worth more than the insurance that they could get off of it so like absolutely they they were just literally tearing them down and burning them down so this is this is what this is the borough that we're talking about and yeah you know a lot of i would say low income people who who don't make a lot of money tend to live there a lot of immigrants tend to to live there um and so that's why we're saying that you'll see a lot of these people come out of the Bronx early in the morning on this two train going to work. They're not necessarily like white collar uh, employees. They're, they're blue collar men and women um, who have to work really, I would say, gritty jobs in some cases, you know, so, but it, it, it's wild because like I get on the A train, right? Mm-hmm. I get on the A train and I don't think, I mean, I've seen it crowded, but I have never, I have never seen it packed out the way that the two train is throughout all of Manhattan. Like the A train, it comes in, it gets crowded because you got a lot of people from the Heights um, get on and they're going to work downtown in Manhattan, right? But like once you get to 59th, it, it pretty much empties out. 59th, 42nd, it's empty and it's done. When you yeah, when you get on the two train, that two train stays packed literally from where you where you said from Gun Hill Road in the Bronx all the way through to Brooklyn. And it is crazy which means they need to do something to alleviate that line. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I don't want to get on the the mayor race is coming up. Who are you voting for? Uh who are you voting for? Uh so I'm looking to so you know that they're doing it different this year. They're doing the um the ranked choice voting. And so what mm. that means is of the candidates, you'll get to select essentially five and you'll rank them in order for where you want your vote to go. The purpose of this is to is to not have to have more um, like runoff elections, essentially. Like if an oh, election sure. is too yeah. close to call, people have to come back to the polls. Well, well this yeah. way, say my first choice candidate, um, they say they don't get enough votes, right, to move on. Well, I may have a second choice. If if this person doesn't win, then I want my vote to count towards this person. 
right? So that'll be yeah. my second choice. And then if that person doesn't win, it'll go down to my third choice and on and on and on until there's a clear, decisive winner of the votes. Um, what do you think of that process? That's actually pretty interesting. Um, I mean, it's something from, from what I've heard, it's something that they've been doing um, in other countries for a while now, particularly like in other developed countries. Um, so it's interesting. It, it's an interesting concept. I, I, I like that they're trying to do something new. And I think it also, in, in my mind, it, it makes you as a voter want to understand how each candidate is really looking at the issue and making uh-huh. you making you decide like okay what can i what can i really live with and it also gives you more options right it really opens makes it a lot easier for you to to make choices at least in the way i'm looking at it like whereas before it was just like okay i have to vote for this one person because you know they I'm only going to get one one vote you know whereas now it's just like okay I I'll vote for this person but if this person doesn't win you know I can live with this other person winning you know what mm-hmm, I mean mm-hmm. uh, or with this with this other person having my support um rather than just like damn all my candidates are gone and I don't even I don't even feel like voting anymore you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and here's the thing: you don't have to rank all. You don't have to use all five of them. It's just maybe you have a preference of the order in which you would like to see candidates win votes, right? And maybe maybe you only have three candidates that you actually like, so you just rank those three in the order in which you'd prefer them to be uh, to be voted for. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a good. Uh, I think it's a good idea. Um, we'll see. What are you happens. Are you happy? De, are you happy? De Blasio is leaving. Yes, I think <laughs> he. Here's how I've seen his his tenure as as mayor. Um, I think this whole thing between him and Cuomo is a disaster, and here's the thing i don't know that necessarily every mayor of new york has had a good relationship with the governor of new york right i mean yeah the governor of new york it's not even necessarily that you had to have a good relationship but get things done like yeah for me the issues that i'm most concerned about in this election are the mta housing and social programs particularly for like the the homeless right so i guess that can go hand in hand with like um housing right like i am tired i am tired of seeing homeless people in the train stations and it's not i'm not i don't want to make it sound like i'm like i don't care about homeless people i actually do i believe that they should have places to go to rest their heads like this is a serious issue um i think the i think the amount of money that people need to make in order to 
have an apartment here in New York is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's astronomical. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's crazy, um, and it like, seems well, like it seems like a lot of the, these new developments they find build the homes, but like, how is it that there's a there are these two new buildings that are opposite of us in the Bronx? I'm sure you've seen them from across the bridge. They're called the arches. Oh yeah, the the lights, right? Yes. So yeah, I went on. I did like their virtual tour of their apartment, bro. They want you to pay like two point five thousand dollars every month, and my apartment that I live in now is bigger than the apartments that they're offering for for the one bedrooms, wow. and I don't I. I I don't pay nearly as much as what they're asking for. Yeah. And I'm just like, how can you force people to pay these types of rents? For what you're, for what they're getting. For what they're getting in terms of like space. So they're like, oh, well, you know, there's all these amenities. I'm like, how like, many people do you know yeah. are regularly using the gyms in their buildings? Like, right. People got place things to do, you know what I mean? Like all that, I, you know. Okay, you can put a gym in the building; that's fine, you know. But if the people in your area don't have like food, like you know, there there are not that many grocery stores in that neighborhood over there. Like I'm I'm sure of it because I've walked in that neighborhood before. And oh, there's, um, it's the building, yeah. No, yeah, that's like where Sin City was. There's a storage unit. Yeah, yeah. There's no grocery stores over there's there. There's no, there's no grocery stores over there. So, what makes you think that the people that are in that neighborhood are thinking, you know what, I want a building that is that's going to have a gym in it? Yeah, yeah. To be honest, there's really nothing over there. It's like a a, a highway. It's a wasteland. There's, yeah, <laughs> there's nothing there's no over anything. there. It's actually still like um, a desolate area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like still, other than those nice buildings, it's just like a poor. It's like a bunch of mechanic shops. Yeah, and like where since and where Sin City used to be. Yeah. So you can't yeah. even say that's a pull. No, <laughs> it's nothing. Not really. So, um, yeah. So I mean, anyways, unless they're just planning for what's going to be. Yeah. You know, you can get the get the people in there because they obviously there's a. There may be a buzz amongst the community like what that area is going to be. Of course, of course. So, like, here's the thing about it, right? Like, I mean, I can make all these complaints, but you know, New York is going to be New York, and there are going to be people from all over the world that are going to be bidding on these apartments, and that's the thing that they bet on, right? Like, they're not they're not making these apartments for the people that live here in new york right like even though there's a lot of demand amongst people that live here in new york for housing these apartments are made for people who are not from here who need to move mm-hmm. here that's really yeah. what this is about and it's, yeah it's it's really disgusting actually and we're not the yeah. only city that deals with this too like i just watched the documentary that was talking about amsterdam and how they have a little bit of a housing crisis as well it's interesting. I wonder, are, do you think people are moving back to the city now that we're kind of opening up again? Yeah. 
yeah, people are going to come back. Um, I think, I, I think a lot of people move to this city because the places where they come from, there's not much there for them to do. And while there are some people who like to have, who want to have space, right? The jobs and careers that they pursued, the hubs of those jobs and careers are here in the city. You know, whether you think about it from an entertainment standpoint, finance, um, you know, anything in, I would, I would assume in those realms, they're all here in the city. And so if you want to make those connections and all that stuff, then you got to be here. I was watching a, a video on YouTube and one of the guys basically said, people come to New York to, to get rich. They move uh-huh. to like Florida and Texas and all those places that mad space to retire. So unless you're ready to retire, you know, you're likely coming back to the city. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, all the things that people were fearing during the height of COVID. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna say the pandem- pandemic is over, but it's like, you know, the city's opening up, like mm-hmm. Broadway's opening up in the fall, you know, yep. Lincoln Center is, is in the opening stages. Yep. Like life is slowly getting back. So there's really no need to retreat anymore, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're vaxxed. It's like, yeah. you know. And the other thing about it too, is like a lot of the people that left the city, they're older. They're not, I, I mean, people of all ages left the city, right? Mm-hmm. But the people who moved permanently, who like sold their homes and stuff like that and moved elsewhere, a lot of them are older. They're not like yeah. people yeah. in their in their 20s and 30s. Um, they're like people who are like in late stages of their career or they've probably been thinking about leaving New York for a while now. Um, so yes, I do think the city is going to come back. You know, I think people from all over the world want to live in New York because of, you know, the history and like, you know, there's there's a bit of a of a sense of um, I don't want to say fantasy, but fantasy is a is an appropriate way to explain it. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's something about it that really draws people here. Um, that won't go away. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then you asked me about like who I'm planning to vote for. I'm. I would say that the people who I'm thinking about are Maya Wiley, Eric Adams, um, and I know those are like my top two. I'm not sure who who else I'll be you know, throwing my, my support towards for like the mm-hmm. last three. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. So. What do you think about Andrew Yang? Um, the Yang gang. I'm not really like with the Yang gang like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously he got a lot of support from when he was running for presidency. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I I think politics is such like, a, I don't want to say a dirty game, but it's one of those things that you really need to have 
not only made an impression on this in the city that you want to live in right like like made contribution i mean is really what i mean but like you need to have like dealt with these people for like years you know like in some in some fashion as either like an attorney general from the from the district attorney's office or you know having worked in a previous mayor's office um worked as borough president like all those things matter in you understanding how this city works and i don't i don't really get that from him i understand that he was he was a businessman and i'm like okay cool but like mm-hmm. how are you going to how are you going to work with the police how are you going to work with um with black communities or hispanic communities like where's kind of like your your proof in that like what are you doing for yeah for people things things like that are what um are what come to my mind but like i said my my things right now are i want to see homeless people off the streets and in proper housing or some sort of appropriately funded housing for homeless people or people on the verge of homeless homelessness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see something done about these new developments and the way that they price their their apartments um, yeah. especially when they're going into you know these newly designated, you know, economic zones, you know, development areas, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing if you're building, if you're building in, in Dunbo, downtown Brooklyn, downtown Manhattan, Long Island City, all these places that kind of like really surround downtown Manhattan. Fine. I get why you price it that way. You know, these are people who couldn't really, like they could afford, they could probably afford Manhattan. They just choose not to live there. Fine. Mm-hmm. But don't don't show up with the new fancy building in Brownsville talking about oh the rent's yeah. three thousand dollars. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. So that's a, that's what a, I feel. It's a, yeah, it's amazing how like with these areas, like even saying Dumbo or Long Island City, Astoria, and now our beloved Harlem, these were all poor areas poor. at one time. Like even LES, like you know, you still they still have projects down there, but like, bro, like those were just slums actually yeah. at one yeah at one point in time those were slums. So obviously those areas got you know what we. Were... Uh, sorry for that technical difficulty, fans and family. Uh, you know how black churches are. This is why we need you guys to give us your money so that we you know, invest in better infrastructure, like a church building. <laughs> the building fund. The building fund. This is the podcast fund. If you want to help me and EJ get better recording equipment and better recording recording studio time, fund us. Yeah. Send us some Zell money. Uh, what were we talking about? Because we were in we were in great conversation. We were talking about, um, oh, I was saying how 
a lot of these trendy areas, fashionable places to live in were actually just dirty slums. Oh, like yeah. if, you, if, if you ever watch like Gangs of New York, mm-hmm. like that whole area, they call them the five points. Yeah. Like just down there, like in lower Manhattan, mm-hmm. just it was awful. So, yeah. you know, that just comes from years and years of urban planning, urban development. You know, yeah. it, it really doesn't, there's, it's no respecter of culture. That's what it really is. Like, it doesn't care about, you know, your grandmother growing up here or she cooked for the neighborhood. It's like, where are we getting this money from and right, more of right. it? Right. Like, they don't, there's, it's no respecter of family, you know, people, culture, environment, community is really a word I want to say. And, you know, it's just like, nah, we, we build in here and mm-hmm. we get in this money. They don't care if it's in the Bronx. They don't care if it's Harlem. Because, like, uh, you know, I walk through the Harlem blocks, like places we grew up at, and they'll stick these ugly new buildings in any block. Any block. Yo, like, they'll mathematically come and measure the area and say, you know what? I'm putting it here. And someone's yep. going to come and someone's going to come buy it. It's just like they don't even care what it looks like. They're just putting it there. Yeah, I was talking to I was talking to, to my girlfriend about that. How even I mean, all over the city, it's like that. Like they will put up buildings that don't even match like what is already there, and so they look really out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that's you know I guess that's part of one. That's part of progress. Like things aren't supposed to look the same. Right, but it's like, it's like, dang, y'all didn't even try to make no. it look good, you know? Like some no. things, like, just look out of place. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and it's very obvious that it's very the motives are very obvious. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know that they're not trying to build things for the people that live in the neighborhood. Like, I get disgusted when I walk past places like the Rennie. Yeah, you know, just like you know, there are no black people in here. <laughs> yeah, and if they are, it's just they happen to have the funds. They, but, they it's very, ha- but it's very, yeah, like, yeah, they happen to have the money. They got in during through lottery. All right, fine, but there's so few of them yeah. in there to begin with, which yeah. is wild. And then they'll be like, "Oh, Harlem, like the face of Harlem," and it just be like the the most non. It's like the opposite of what Harlem has been for the last hundred years, mm-hmm. and they don't yeah. care. It's all mm-hmm. money. It's all marketing. It's all, you know, these gentrifiers. They just want they they want culture, but they're actually taking away from it. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest thing. They don't give a damn. No, they don't give a fuck. Nah. Um, well, let's Ooh, transition. That was like an hour. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, let's transition now into our testimony and or confession segment uh this is the part of the show where we invite one another into our personal lives uh you and the i should say actually we invite the audience into some of our personal uh i guess going ons so ej would you like to take uh the first one for sure this is is more like a story rather than either Mm -hmm. i was at work and 
this lady came and she was like, I want to cancel. So it was such a pleasant experience. I mean, she uh, something happened where we needed to rectify the situation, but she was so pleasant. She wasn't nasty about it. Um, but then after rectifying the situation, she was like, oh, I want to cancel the membership. Like, mm. Okay, cool. Um, then I was like, so we have a form that it's just like for really survey purposes. So like they, you have options of putting the reason, like the reason why you, you're going to cancel. Mm-hmm. So if the option is not on the page, you can, there's a space for you to write out what it is. Since she starts telling me, you know how I look, I mean, I'm a black man. She's like, yeah, because y'all support Black Lives Matter. Oh, wow. Yo, when I, but like her, her, it was so aloof. It was like, do you realize you're talking to a black person? It was her, it was, it was hurtful, man. Damn. And it was like a, it was like a five minute convo. She was like, yeah, it's leftist, it's Marxist. You know, like I actually want to support organizations that are actually helping people. And I was just like, listen, I just think there's a, a time and place to say certain things, you really didn't have to say that. Why like, did she, why did she say that to you? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, are you so blind? Like, you could have just been like, listen, I just don't. There's just a time and place to say everything, and I don't think that was it. And I just thought it was so, weird. but I couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But it was, it just show, it just goes to show, man. Like, people will be really really nice. They'll act like they want to support this and that, but when it comes to things that they're offended by, they will have no problem telling you, and they don't care who they're telling you to. Mm, right. And that right. that just re- it really really stung hard. Because my thing is like you, if you don't agree with the policies or whatever they do with the funds that they raise, why are you telling that to a black person? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it was, it was I'm, weird. I'm, I. I... <laughs> Was she black? Was she what, what was she? Oh, I'm sorry. Karen White, like completely white. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, I'm sorry. That's why it stung. It wasn't like a black woman, like, oh, you're dumb. Like, why are you saying that? It was like a white woman telling me that. Oh wow. I wonder what yeah. made her feel so comfortable saying that to you though. Like, yeah. It was almost like it it felt like a phone convo. Like, do you not know? Because, you know, like when you're on the phone, you don't know what the person looks like on the other side. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. It was like, you don't even realize you're talking to an African-American person. Right. And she would have said it to anyone, because um, there are a few Black people in my department. She would have said it to anybody. Right, right. It was wild. <sighs> well, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. That's uh, You never know when racism is going to spike its ugly head up, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and it's always really jarring to have to deal with it, especially when you're not expecting it. You mm-hmm. know, like if I'm at work and you say to me, you don't support Black Lives Matter, and I ask you why, and you're like, oh, well, it's Marxist. And if I explain to you what the group does, and you're like, well, no, I just don't do it, as far as I'm concerned. You don't actually support Black lives, like mm-hmm. you don't. You don't. You're willfully, you're willfully misunderstanding the the protest. You're willfully misunderstanding the point, right? Like, 
fine. You don't like that it's a Marxist organization, fine. But do you understand that why they even started? Do right, you understand right. that like the basic principles behind it? Yeah, like do you understand that there there have been black people who have been unjustly killed by not just police, but by citizens as well. Like mm-hmm. regular citizens. Like most of this started after Trayvon Martin uh, yeah. happened, right? Like here's a guy who took it upon himself to become, you know, this boy's judge and jury and took his life away. And we're saying this type of stuff needs to stop. This, it needs, this type of uh, policing of Black people, whether it's done by the police or by citizens, needs to stop. And like, uh-huh. it doesn't make sense when someone says, oh, I don't support Black Lives Matter. Why don't you support Black Lives Matter? Right, right. We want the police to stop killing Black people unnece- like unnecessarily. Yeah. We want the police... If they're going to be police, we want them to. One, there's we want, we want funding, the same amount of funding, I should say proportion of funding, because people mm-hmm. like to get really caught up on, well, the police budget is only this amount of all of New York City's budget, right? It's actually when you look at, when you break that break that budget across the number of of police officers that are in the street versus you take the the budget for public schools and you break that towards each individual student that's in in school it doesn't compare right like it's i i think i i looked it up and i think it said like for each police officer there's like i think it said uh Six hundred dollars that goes towards each police officer, right? I'm, 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 I'm going to make up the numbers, right? Because I don't remember the exact numbers, but I'm going to tell you the proportions. If it was like six hundred dollars for each police officer to like arm them, pay them, you know, make sure that you know all their administrative needs are taken care of, gas, car, whatever it is, uniform. For each student, there's half of that going towards them so that's half the money going towards making sure that the schools are supplied that teachers have uh the pay that they need and that yeah um the books are up to date that there's enough funding for whatever whatever goes into into um paying for a student to go to school there's only half of that money and it's crazy yeah and there's way more students in schools than there are police officers on the streets. Yeah. Because this is this isn't just public schools for it's not just public schools um funding for like the elementary school students and the middle school students. It's from everyone in kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade high school. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a million plus students in the New York City public school system. And you're telling me that you're only going to pay three hundred dollars for each of them, and you're and yet you're giving six hundred dollars for each police officer. 
That's it's, crazy. It's so imbalanced. Yeah. It's, it's imbalanced. It doesn't make sense. Um, so, so yeah, you know, that, that's, that's the type of stuff that, that just, when people say that they, they're not thinking that black lives or when they say they don't support black lives matter, I'm kind of like, well, what do you support? Tell me what you support. Yeah. And so. to me, you know, they may not ever say it, but like, you kind of like support the opposite. <laughs> Yeah, it may not even necessarily yeah. be that you support the opposite, but I know, I I get the inkling that the amount of energy you go you put into saying that you don't support Black Lives Matter tells me that you don't actually support any sort of initiative that goes towards helping Black people in general. Like, if you've ever, if you've ever volunteered in in the school system or you know whatever it is that you do, you know, it's volunteered in in black neighborhoods, you know, actually talked with black people, you know, I don't, I find it hard that you could actually say you don't support Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm at with that. Or the black people that you do know are really don't care about other black people and that they only care about themselves. Yeah. And then like their their black friend. Right. That's that's pretty much that's where I'm at with it. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. That that sucks. It was um, tough. Yeah, I'm sure. I can only imagine. Um, my confession is a little less uh a little less deep so (laughs) i noticed that you ever run into certain people from church like out in the street you just be like ugh. (laughs) absolutely (laughs) oh that happened that happened to me this week when i was in i was in the in the gym and I saw someone from our from our old church, and I was just like, "You go to oh, my." Was it? I'm not gonna say. And like, it it, it really it really actually has nothing to do with him as a person. I don't really know him. Like, I don't, you know. But it was just like, I was just like, oh my gosh, like. Now, now I gotta do this song and dance. Yeah, like I don't want to have to speak to you. Like I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like, uh, but that's not very godly. Like you see somebody from your church, you should say hi to them. But like, I don't know why. Like if I don't speak to you on a regular, I try to. I like actively try avoiding you in real life. Okay. 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 So, oh God, this may just be like a testimony type of episode tonight so <laughs> i have something very similar to yours so i was at tio luca mm-hmm. and i was facetiming a friend but then somebody walked by who i sort of know she is a men's uh, the way she says it is menswear enthusiast so like you know mm-hmm. she's a woman who wears men's clothes so that was kind of like her niche into you know uh, social media so mm-hmm. that obviously made her stand out i admire her work she has done many, many cool things. She's like, I think she's verified on IG. Like, I mean, I follow. Oh, nice. She, she, she 
like if we see each other, it's like, hey, it's not like we're close. We don't talk. Mm-hmm. She's good friends with. I don't care. She's not listening. She's good friends with my cousin, and mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, so it's always just gonna be like, hey, what's up? You know, right. what's going on? So I let Tia Luca. I was, you know, happy hour. I was on the. I was Facetiming a friend. She. So have you walked by Tia Luca lately? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like that 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 outer section, but it's still boarded off from yes. the public. Mm-hmm. So I was out there. She walked by. I was, you know me. I was like, I'm pretty. My gestures are pretty big. I was like, hey, like, what's up? And I was like, you know, and then, you know, kind of like what you were just saying. It's like, are we really gonna do this? <laughs> <laughs> like, not that I don't want to, but it's like I can tell when somebody, I, the empathy in me is like, I know when they're like, okay, I don't, we're not that cool, so. And are they going to really want to have a combo with me? So I lately, you can call it being a dick or not. I just take it upon myself to be like, okay, we'll talk or I'll see you later. I just mm-hmm. end it because it's like, I know we're both like, are we really going to do this? Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, unless you my homie, we can, we're going to talk. But like for some, like an acquaintance, it's like, we're always trying to find this, Okay, are we gonna have small talk? What are we gonna do? So I just took it upon myself to end the convo. Mm-hmm. Somehow I I did feel bad about it. Um, I reached out on IG. I said I hope I wasn't being rude yesterday, but um, I was a happy hour, and you know how that is. And then she just wrote me like a really shut off, cold message, and it's been bothering me ever since. Oh really? She, what is what did it say? What was she, the gist well, of it? Well she, well, she, well, she was like yeah you were but it felt like such a typo it's like are you saying yeah i was rude mm-hmm. and then she was like well i just know i just learned not to expect things from people from certain people and i was just looking at her like i almost just didn't want to go back and forth with her like yo i wasn't being rude to you. i literally did a big gesture like hey what's up like yo i already know like it's it's high and by right what's right. up with and I was in a boarded part of this restaurant. Like, it wasn't like I was on the street. Mm-hmm. And, and I was on the phone. Yeah. I don't know, yo. Like, it, it really bothered me. So my, and my other thing is like, yo, if I see somebody and you're not my peoples, it's just like, hey, I'm, not, right, I'm no longer right. stopping and be like, so what's up with you? Like, no. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. do it. And you don't either. Nah, I hear you. I hear you. I think it's so tricky. Like, when you got people that you know, um, you know, it's like, you know them, but for the most part, it's like a high and by thing. But it's like every once in a while, like they want to engage you in something further. You're like, oh, okay, cool. But like you, after that, like that's the furthest you've ever like talked to them. Um, yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm not doing the obligation anymore. Like, like okay, so hey, like no, especially I saw somebody I went to I went to high school with. I was down on Fifty Sixth Street, and it was just like, man, it was like, hey, and I just kept walking. Like, yo, what's up? No beef, no nothing. Just like, yo, we're not doing this. Yeah, and it's not it's not beef. Like, yo, I'm not doing this with you. It's like I'm just not doing that. Yeah, yeah. I saw someone. It, I saw some someone recently um, on the train, and like, you know, I dapped him up or whatever. But I was just like. It felt because he and I had not spoken just like even on like friendly, like just checking in terms, 
in a minute it felt awkward to actually be like talking to them uh-huh, and uh-huh. so i was just like in my head i'm just like you know we don't really need to we don't need to do this nah nah like it could be a, a like oh i see you what's up you know maybe if we're in a different setting where there are more where we're at like a party or something you know yeah and we're like in a in a social space but i'm like we traveling you going one way i'm going the other i'm not stopping to nah, have a full on conversation with you like it's and it's okay like we just yeah, don't have is. that type of relationship i think yeah you know from what you've told me it sounds like it sounds pretty for, for for in terms of like her response of like I just learned to not expect things from certain people. I'm like, what were you expecting? Like, yeah, I'm so I'm like mad we, confused. I'm like, we've never hung out before. Like, yo, ever? I, like, she doesn't she doesn't even follow me on things. Yeah, I. Like, yo, like you don't we don't know each other like that. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It was just like such a wild. I mean, I remember I felt bad for like three. I was sending it to a friend, like, what do you think about this? Like, I was hurt. Mm. Like, I literally like gave her the big arm, like, yo, what's up? I'm in a boarded thing. And I was like, okay, I was, I looked at my, I was like, okay, we'll talk later. Like, yo, what am I say? Like, what's going on? Like, we're not like that. It was weird. But why, so, did, why did you feel upset about it? Well, because I know. Okay, so you know when you're like having small talk with someone and you don't know how to end it, mm-hmm. and, then, and y'all like doing this dance, like well, okay, like that. I felt like I may have. It just felt like it ended very abruptly and kind of awkwardly. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to let her know, like I wasn't being rude to her. I was just like, you know, obviously, I'm. And like I said, you know how Tia Luca is. Like I'm inside of the thing. We're like, right. we're going to talk through the glass. Mm. And it, we were not that cool, so I'm not going to come out of the glass and like, hey, what's up? Like, no, it was like, it's really just giving a dap, not a dap, but like a, a wave and, you know, hope all's going well. It was just, it hurt, man. I was like, you're going mad hard right now. But um, yeah, that's that. But I understand about seeing people, you're just like, you ain't got to do it. <laughs> just just give a nod and a wave or just come over and say, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. I, I just think we, we, we overthink those the, those sm- the small talk we overthink it because we think it has to be much more than it is. I be seeing I be seeing um that individual that you saw in the gym. I'd be like, hey, what's up? It, it'd be like two seconds. Yeah, like, and that's what it was. It was two seconds, and it was fine. Like I didn't feel, I I really didn't feel any type of way about it. But it was just more so like, you know, and I should I should say I didn't feel any type of way about him it was just more like sometimes you don't feel like talking you know like when I'm in the gym you know for the most part I just want to be in there get in there work out and be gone you know like maybe if I see someone that I know and I feel compelled to say what's up to them I will but like I hate having long conversations in the gym and that's what I was worried it was going to be because I know like I haven't seen them in Mad Long. They haven't seen me. Um, so like, I was just like, oh, I don't feel like having a long conversation now. Like, it's mad early in the morning. I just want to get in here and get out. But yeah, 
Well, it's whatever. You know. Well, people are gonna be people. You can't. Yeah. You can't control. And you better run people the wrong way. Yeah, you can't control how people react to you. Yeah. So, yeah. my mother told me a long time ago: don't let people put their stuff on you. Mm. Like you, you're not gonna be able to control how people feel about things. You're just right. not. Right. So, and that's most likely them. That is true. That is and last true. thing, last thing I want to say: as long as you're dealing with people, there are going to be misunderstandings. They just are. Yep. Just the that's- way the world. Yeah. You know what else I've been doing? This this isn't really a, a testimony or a confession. I have been going through and like unfollowing a lot of influencers that I used to follow. I'm just like, your page is no longer serving me the way that it used to. Mm. Wow, <laughs> like, yeah. Like you're either not coming out with skits that were making me laugh anymore. Or you just don't inspire me anymore. So unfollow. I've actually started unfollowing people that like just no longer in my life. Mm. Like like just people I went to high school with. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I need to I just have it. I have I'm a few not doing that. I have a few people that that are like that as well. Some of them I try to follow as many of them as I can, but I don't, you know what I I don't like following people who don't post often. Um, oh, that too, yeah. Only because I'm just like, all right, like clearly you're not like I don't mind that you follow me. Like I have no problem with that, obviously, right? But like, if you're not posting anything, like you don't post any stories or you don't post any photos that I see in my feed, I'm kind of like, okay, well, why am I following this person? You know, um, and then some people, I'm just like, what they post, I don't like. And so I'm just like, I don't want to see this in my feed. So mm-hmm. I got to say, I got to check it up. I got to check up the deuces to you, you know? Yeah. And if I don't want to like necessarily unfollow, I will just mute them. Yeah. The mute button is great. <laughs> I just love it. Because yeah, I'm just like, I want to see what I want to see on this feed. Yeah, like sometimes it's not even like you don't, it's more so like in those cases, it's like, look, we're cool, but we're not that cool. So (laughs) I want to see what, I want to check in on you every once in a while. I just can't, I just don't want to check in on on you every day. Uh uh So, uh, well, that concludes our testimony and confession segment um i think we're gonna skip over the main topic because i think we covered it <laughs> it was supposed uh, to yeah. be new york opening so we already covered that we're gonna skip right into our saint and sinners of the week um first up we are going to go with our saint of the week uh literally a real life jonah and the whale situation a gentleman a gentleman over the weekend claimed to have been going lobster diving when all of a sudden he was swallowed by a whale a humpback whale at that 
-hmm. said he felt the pressure of it trying to close its mouth and it kept squeezing him squeezing him and all he could think was like oh my god i'm I'm gonna die you know all i could think about are my kids and miraculously praise be to god Woo! the whale spit him out for him to live another day what do you think of that miracles still Um, do happen Oh, well, <laughs> you know, in my new journey, I'm just starting to question certain things. And it's when I saw this story in our agenda, I'm just like, this is actually coming full circle because I'm Jonah and the whale is like the first story that <laughs> made me question the Bible. Like, I'm oh, just no. like, how in the hell? I think the difference with the two stories are that was supposed to be three full days. This is right. probably like moments. This is probably like what tw- twenty minutes. How long did he say? I mean, I don't know, but I bet you if you got swallowed by a whale, you would think that twenty minutes was three whole days. I agree. So, and, <laughs> I mean, I would I would have to re- like really look into it. Like, did he get into the stomach or was like in the mouth? If he was in the mouth, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that makes a little sense. But the Jonah and the whale thing, he was supposed to be, like, digested. I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm good on that. Like, y'all really selling this to us. So it's just a – Jonah and the whale is such a pivotal part of my Christian journey because it was really – like I said, it was really the story that I was just like, okay, some of this is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying – listen, you already know me. You know, I just don't – that that's not a realistic story to me. So even this, I mean, good lord, like you will be crushed. Yes. The so, tongue alone. Yeah. Like, like it would be a lot. It would be a lot to survive. Um, I mean, did he come out like normal? Like he came out walking? I mean, he made no, it to I the just, hospital. He's a, and I think he's in, he's recovering. First of all, yo, you'll be underwater. Yeah, so like, like the whales are not out here like oh, okay, I'm 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 chilling on a, on a boat deck. Like they live underwater. They come up for air or the the blowhole thing. They go right back. Well, that's what he said. We, he said he was he was in the water. He was already diving. He said that it went pitch black. Around oh, I him. see. So it wasn't like yeah, yeah. He was. It wasn't like he fell off the boat and then the, the oh, whale okay. swallowed him. He was so he was he was, scuba, he was scuba diving. Yeah, he was down there. He was um. I think he was hunting for lobsters. Or he, was, mm. he was going, uh, he was trying to catch lobster. Um, so. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I just think he'd be dead. <laughs> just, from, just from the physical trauma, I mean, it's just wild to me. But and God is a God of miracles, okay? <laughs> yes, truly. So. Uh, now, that I believe said, it. the doctors, the, the medical experts do say that they think his story is a lie. Um, yeah. They think that he probably either would have died from the pressure of the of the whale doing that, swallowing him, or because uh-huh. of how deep he was, if he wasn't regulating while he, the whale was surfacing, he would have he would be in, in a much worse shape than what he said now. So 
Exactly. Yep. And um, and we keep saying swallowing. Like, if he swallowed him, he'd just be dead. I guess if he was like in his, like his on his tongue or in his mouth, but like. No, that's no. what he said. He was. That's what he meant by like swallow. He was said he was just oh, in the mouth. He wasn't like. Oh, okay. He didn't get oh, digested. No, no, no. He didn't yeah, get that, swallowed. Yeah, no, no, that no. was. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't see it, bro. To be honest, you know, I know this whole scuba diving thing, but if you're in someone's, uh, and a large animal's mouth, and then like their mouth is closed, mm-hmm. you're not getting any oxygen. Like, like if we close our mouth, there's not room for anything to like survive i guess there is yeah oh no no like no no like if a fly went in our mouth a fly can live in on earth we don't live underwater so now you got a closed mouth you're underwater the tongue is crushing you and you're good (laughs) i don't know i just don't see it yeah i mean look we we will never know um, because I never want to have that experience. So we can only go off of what he said. Uh, is it likely? Sure, probably not likely. But who am I to deny this man his experience? Hopefully, it brings, hopefully it brings him closer to God. <laughs> whatever he was running for, whatever assignment God had set out for him that he was running away from. Now you understand what, what the story of Jonah and the whale is about. Uh, um for our center of the week we have none other than chrissy Teigen. um for those of you who have not been on the social medias not been on the internets you may have missed that chrissy Teigen had basically been accused of online bullying even though it is a uh a position that she is she has had a position against online bullying people have come out and said that found some of her old tweets and said that she herself participated in such activities back in the early days of twitter in the early days of her own notoriety and fame um well this week she also came out with an apology after being silent on the matter for a number of, what was it a number of weeks right it was like Two, like, I'm like a month or so. I was like a month. Yeah. She hadn't really been seen on the, on uh, the Twitters, the Instagrams or, and whatnot. Um, so what did you think of the, of the letter? I thought it was, you know, it was obviously, you know, you're sorry you got caught kind of a vibe. She wouldn't have, she wouldn't have rectified anything if she was not caught. Um, I will say, I think she's not a nice person. I think she's, yeah, I, I think she's super narcissistic and insecure. I think, oh God, I'm kind of going in. I think, I only say this because I really like John Legend and I think she's almost kind of like, not using him, but I think he's kind of like a soft guy. So she's kind of like, her personality kind of like overpowers him. Mm. So I just think, you know what? She really needs to chill out. And lately with this whole cancel culture thing, I've said this before, you really just have to be, you have to take these steps very carefully. Like what you put out there will come back. It just will. Like, you know, I was even thinking about, remember they were trying to tear the statue down of Columbus and it's like, yo, this this dude has been dead for like 500 years. 
But like right. the deeds you do on Earth, they especially if you're a prominent figure, they're, they're just going to resurface. Right, right. There's no, there's no way this dude thought, oh, in 500 years, people are going to want to tear down my statue because I was raping these natives. He's just like, no, nah, I'm raping these natives. I'm taking their land. But, yeah. you know, you may not be the recipient of it, but, like, people down the line, they're going to have to deal with your mistakes. Right. And for, I, I, I just hope her children never miss out on opportunities or go through anything because of this situation. Yeah. But I, 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 I doubt I, yeah, I doubt that will that will happen. But continue. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's it. I mean, I just you know, I thought it was very well written. It's obviously been curated and like it's going through the grapevines of like mm-hmm. editing and all that. So, but yeah, I just think she's sorry she got caught. I think she meant everything she said. I think you know, but I do know sometimes it takes these situations to grow and change your attitude. So hopefully yeah. that's the case with her. And we'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, know well, there was a, there was a rumor that he was gonna leave her, <laughs> like very recently. Oh, so really? I that was interesting. I don't, I don't know how true that is, but I know there was a rumor that he was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm good." Because mm-hmm. I think eventually it would actually start affecting his brand. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I think John Legend is. I, I I totally get that they come as a as a couple, but I think he's separate enough from her that like the things that she does or has done won't really impact him too much right like it's okay john legend gets the opportunity to uh i don't know host a show like are they gonna resend it because his wife did something that like the audience went back way back seven years ago and like I don't know. Well, I, I, guess, I can see if it was him directly doing it and then supporting this stuff. It's not like it's not like he scrolled through all of her tweets before they got married and just like this is okay, <laughs> you know? Or maybe he did. Well, I think logically, yes, and I think you think very logically. Like, okay, that wasn't him, so it's not gonna matter. <laughs> but I, I just in this world. You know, and they, I think because they present themselves as such a unified couple, mm-hmm. people have no problem tearing you down as a unified couple. Right, right. You know, like, you know, because yeah, I'm reading questions like, oh, well, how can he marry someone like that? Like, you know, I people are just concerned about his image because it's all, you know, people are fickle. Like, if they they'll turn on the wife, yeah, they go like, okay, well, let's turn on him too. Mm, you know, people have no yeah. people have no problem. They don't care how nice you are. They will tear you right. down. Right. So that's right. why they always say, like, you got to be on your P's and Q's with this stuff. Be careful who you associate with. Mm-hmm. Wife or not. That's true. That's so, true. You know, I mean, I, he's okay. He's, he's nothing too bad has happened yet. But, you know, it's definitely something to, con- to consider. I can see him being like, yo, you got to chill out. <laughs> right. I, right. I, still, I still got years in this. Like, he's not on his way out. He's still he's kind of coasting right now. Yeah. So yeah. But she she was vile, man. Yeah. She was saying. I never I didn't read the tweets or anything like that. Um I think I think in terms of an of an apology, I think it was fine. Um you know, I there were certain parts where I was just like, sounds like she's making it about her, but you know, I, I really 
appreciate that she focused on like, you know, she's not the one that needs the sympathy or the empathy right now that it's really the people who felt victimized by it. Um, you know, she explained where she was at at the time and, you know, she really advocated for people to go into therapy and, and to address, you know, the issues that you have that cause you to, um, to commit harms to other people, you know? Um, so I did, I did appreciate that, you know, you know, there's been a, a lot of talk about cancel culture. I feel like in the last kind of like two weeks or so, because I think even, um, who was it? It was Cat uh, Williams was on the Joe Budden podcast and he was talking about cancel culture. And he's just like, you know, cancel culture isn't, he was, he was basically saying like, cancel culture isn't really real right he was just like you know if the it's like how many people do you know that have actually been canceled that you actually don't hear from them ever again right like there's only a handful of those people right but what cancel culture does is like it's there to correct and help make adjustments to the society right like if yeah. He was talking about it specifically within the context of comedians. He was saying, like, if if your if your comedy requires you to hurt people, then you're really not that funny. Mm -hmm. you know, like our jobs as comics are to bring joy to people. So why are you why do you feel that in order to to do that, you have to isolate certain groups of people? and tear them down to do it you know like yeah I want he was saying like you know I want to I want comedians to be funny without having to hurt other people and that if that requires you to change the type of words that you use in your comedy then do so if you're funny be funny you know like that's not going to change just because you can't say you know excuse my language right now but like if people are saying that like not nah, calling someone retarded is is harmful and it hurts like okay i'm gonna find a way to make my point without you know making someone else feel someone who might like my comedy feel like they are being attacked you know uh -huh. Uh -huh. so i think the same thing kind of goes and, and he was like I, he was essentially saying like you know also like if i'm doing that you know yeah, people should call me out. And and if I'm a if I'm a good comic, I will actually try and and change my ways. And so I, I'm applying that here to Chrissy Teigen as well. And the fact that like, you know, people are pointing out like, look, what you did was wrong. You know, she's apologizing for it. And I hope that she will take some action going forward that will really show that she is learning from it um you know and not some like commercial like oh let's make a tv show about this like no i don't want to see that you know i want i don't want you to get paid off of your comeback <laughs> you know um, yeah yeah yeah. i wanted something genuine but we'll see what happens she's married to one of the probably one of the more popular entertainers in hollywood right now so uh -huh. i'm sure she's gonna be just fine
Um, I think the interesting last thing I want to say. I, um, I think the interesting thing about her is like, supposedly she was like one of the forerunners of like cancel culture, like one of the founding fathers, if you want to say that. Like she kind of created that um, narrative. Oh, really? So I think, yeah, she was like one of the first ones like canceling people on Twitter. You know, like you know all that stuff. The stuff she was saying was crazy, like who she was attacking. Wow. So. Yeah, she was like one of the first people in that era to do that to other people. Oh wow! So it's like this thing, like how the mighty have fallen, kind of thing. So, yeah, that's wild. That's wow. Yeah. Well, well, everybody, we've come to the end of another episode. We've enjoyed having you a part of this conversation. We hope that you have enjoyed the conversation and have taken something away from it. And if you're thinking to yourself, wow, these guys are really smart. They're great. You know, and I wish I had someone to talk to about this with. Well, you you can do that. Share this podcast with your friends. Share it. Rate, rate us on Apple iPod. On oh, Sorry. On your Apple podcast. Rate us on Spotify. Follow us on all of our socials. Follow us at Of Saints and Sinners podcast on Apple instagram follow us on twitter at of saint center pod uh follow ej at lord and tailored and follow myself deacon dev at king underscore of underscore d underscore hill on instagram we love you all good night or good morning if you're listening to this in the morning but we will talk to you later peace peace y'all